0: A Wish in the Dark by Christina soon Tornvat Chapter 8. Pong opened his eyes. He was hungry, wet, muddy, and cold, in that order. The rain had stopped and the sky was just beginning to lighten. He sat up. He smelled something, cooked fat. The smell drew him in like a fish with a hook in its nose. He followed it up the road around a curve to a small wooden house set among the trees. The house was little more than a shack, but Pong stared at it in wonder. The front was lit by a soft golden glow. The only orb lights they'd had at Namwon were violet for the courtyard and classrooms and crimson for cooking and boiling the laundry. On his journey past Chitana City, Pong had gotten a brief view of the other colors too. Blue, amber, jade, and on the west side, gold. But the light in front of the house behaved strangely. It seemed to shift and dance around. It was soft and warm at the same time, with no buzz. Instead, Pong heard a different sound, a crackle. He crept a little closer, hiding behind a plant with leaves shaped like elephant ears. A short man with a round belly stood in front of the house with his back to Pong. He flipped his wrists and something sizzled. Then Pong noticed the smoke drifting up into the dark sky. His jaw fell open. The man was cooking over a fire. Pong had never seen one before. After the great fire and the arrival of the governor, flame of any kind had been outlawed in the city. Pong's schooling in Namwon was fairly pitiful, but one lesson was drilled into the prison children over and over again. The greatest danger in the world was fire. Pong watched entranced as the flames licked the sticks of meat. He opened his mouth and let the pork-flavored air settle on his tongue. Don't just stand there, shouted a woman's voice. Startled, Pong ducked farther behind the bush. You better get going or you're going to miss them. I'm hurrying as fast as I can, said the pot-bellied man. Here, hand me that dish. I think it's ready. Pong peered through the elephant ears. The man picked up the skewers of meat off the smoking grill and piled them onto a wooden dish. Greasy bits dribbled down and sizzled on the coals. Pong gasped to see the man putting his hand just inches from the flames. A woman with a face caked in half-wet baby powder came out of the house. She dressed the dish with some green onion and herbs and then slapped the man's back. Go on, get! The Mungs will already be back at the temple. You'll have to take this straight there. Yes, yes, I'm going, I'm going, said the man as he slipped on his shoes. He shuffled out of his yard and up the dirt road. Pung waited a few seconds, then followed behind, staying in the bushes. The tall pile of meat teetered on the man's dish as he huffed up the mountain. Pung wished with all his might that one of the skewers would fall off. But the man was like a juggler, never dropping any of it. The dirt lane wound through the jungle and met up with a larger road. There were houses here, but not many, and Pong was able to stay hidden in the vegetation and the early morning shadows. The trees and the road opened up all at once to reveal the grounds of a temple. The cluster of buildings all had stacked tiled roofs that sloped steeply to the sky. Pong had never been to a temple before, but based on what he'd seen in books, this was on the plain side only the roofs were painted and there weren't any statues or fine carvings around the grounds pong caught the scent of incense cutting through the glorious pork smell the man puffed up the steps of one of the temple halls pong stayed at the bottom of the steps and watched him the man set his dish of meat on a low table in the center of the hall next to the other bowls of food donated by the temple monks garlic garlicky vegetables fried chicken and mysterious morsels wrapped in shiny banana leaves the monks must have already been on their morning walk through their village and had brought the food back here the man bowed low and respectfully even though no one was there to see pong could hear the deep voices of men chanting farther back in one of the other buildings the man stood up with a groan He jogged back down the steps and disappeared down the dark hall, dark road. Pong's mouth watered. The monks would soon be taking their morning meal. He didn't have much time. He leaped up the steps and snatched two skewers of meat off off the dish on the table. With one in his hand and one in his teeth, he whirled around to find a face caked in baby powder staring at him in shock. The old woman stood frozen, the basket of sticky rice her husband had forgotten swinging from her fingertips. The baby powder flaked off her cheeks as as her shock turned to outrage. Are you stealing that from the monks? Pong took the skewer out of his mouth. He held his left arm behind his back and waved the other stick of meat out in front of him like a wand. Lies tumbled from his lips. No, no, this isn't what it looks like. I didn't steal this. The monk said I could have it. A quizzical look spread over the woman's face, and for a moment, Pong thought she believed him. But then he spotted a group of monks walking toward them, holding their saffron-colored robes, gathered in the crooks of their arms. His stomach dropped. The old woman leaned over Pong, scowling deeply. We'll see about that, you little thief.